2: Hello listeners, welcome to part two of our delightful chat with the wonderful Melanie C. Now, if you haven't listened to part one yet, go back to your feed, click on, click play on part one uh, and then come back and listen to part two. Here is me and Alan chatting to Melanie C. Do you know what I wanted to ask you, Melanie? It's like, did you growing up like have queer friends?
3: Do you know what? I didn't. Mm. I didn't. I, um... I think growing up where I did, when I did, there the may well have been, but they wouldn't have come out Too at hidden. that time. They wouldn't have felt comfortable enough to do that. Mm. I think, you know, growing up in the Northwest in the 80s, um, the, of course, there was always always somebody teased for being yeah. gay. They may or may not have been, you know, um, but it, no, it was never it was never spoken about.
4: But mm. really. was it when but you I, went to college that
3: you first- Yeah. Had- yeah, because I, I worked in theatre a lot. But when I was at school, it was like, all the girls did the boys' parts. You know, the boys didn't. The men didn't yeah, do theatre. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was one of those scenarios. Hey, listen,
2: I was Mary in the nativity place, so.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you were breaking the mold. Honestly, I was like, so, sorry, yeah. it's
2: a main part and it's available. I'm taking it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, you've always got off the best part, the most lines, right? the most screen time. Yeah, I did <laughs> say it's a yoke.
4: <laughs> That's like me playing Lady Macbeth. You know, I've played all the parts of Macbeth, and the best. Oh, I was like, yeah! This is the best. The best bit about this is you get the best line. Lady Macbeth's the best role in that play. Yeah. So,
3: Actually, though, you know, saying that, I'm just thinking now because I saw um, a friend from school. It was another friend of mine who I danced with, and two of her friends were gay, 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 gay guys, and said, yeah, they were out. Gay, gay.
2: I was like, like properly gay, gay, gay. gay. They were gay, gay. They were, oh, they were, they were gay, gay
3: <laughs> men. They were gay men. They were gay boys. Yeah. um But yeah, they were out actually. Oh, really? At the time, but in my school, there was yeah nobody that would openly yeah speak about it. Mm. But it was yeah when I went to college. So I was nineteen. I left school in nineteen ninety, and I went to a performing arts college in Kent, just outside London. Yes. And yeah, and, and do you know what? I never even really thought about mm.
2: it. Yeah, mm. you
3: know, it was just—it just was.
2: The reason I asked was like because I feel like because you have this affinity with the queer community. I wondered if that was because like you knew people from a young age or something. But it's yeah. not. It's just.
3: Not yeah, not really. But you're very thoughtful, in the aren't family you? And... Or I do you know what I think? I do. Mm. I I I think I have a lot of empathy. Mm. And I often take on other people's emotions, mm. which can be quite difficult. I'm, I'm a very emotional person. Um, so, yeah, I, I, have this, I have this quality yes. <laughs> where I can always see the other person's point of view. You know, some people just can't. Yeah. They're just, mm. they are right and the other person's wrong. Yeah. And I'm like, I can always see the other side. And, it, and I'm you know, sometimes that's not serving me that well. Yeah. You know, I've, my, my self protection hasn't been great because of that. But actually, I'm really proud of that quality. Mm. I think it's a really nice quality. Did you know yeah. apparently
2: that's also a sign of creativity?
3: Ah, oh, really? Because you
2: can imagine other versions and ah, you can see it in your head. And that makes total sense. Yeah. And like,
3: total sense. I can feel it. Yeah. Sometimes I, I can feel other people, you know. Yeah. It's, it, it, I it's overwhelming I, sometimes. Yeah. Yeah.
4: I sometimes i I have that thing where I can feel the energy of someone, Ugh. and like you know that thing where you you sort of you you, you you can jump a couple of stages ahead you think I know you're a nice person, but right now I understand why how I am making or how me our interaction is making you feel and it's mm. about your defenses and about how how you're yeah. feeling about yourself because of oh. me and this situation you know all that stuff
3: yeah and
4: i, I just think like, I found I- smothering with love to be the best um
3: Yes, absolutely. I, I, I always go out of my way, yeah. like overcompensate to try and make people yeah. feel comfortable. Because
4: mm-hmm. then like they just get to the next stage and cut out all the, yeah. the weird shit.
3: Yeah. But, um, I, you know, I think so many people have that quality. and But I think we, you know, I don't know whether it's a cultural thing or, um, you know, ha- however this occurs, we, we start to quash it. Mm -hmm. You know, I think we are so aware of other people, how other people are feeling or, you know, like you say, the energy, if there's, you know, if there's something going on, it's it's our instinct, isn't it? Yeah. It's, It's, we're we're born with it. It's
2: very tiring though, isn't it? Like sometimes you can be like, (laughs) I can just... (laughs) Or maybe it's, sometimes I'm like, maybe this is just in my head. I am feeling the entire energy in this room and I need to just, by 7 p.m. I'm yeah. like, and listen, I don't have kids. So is that you being at a the
4: CBD late. oil again though, Chris? Is that what <laughs> it is? Like, so I got He's, some CBD oil and I have From Boots, from Boots
2: the chemist. <laughs> I went highbrow. Was it, it
3: Boots own? I went <laughs> highbrow and lowbrow. So I
2: got this stuff called Reset, which was like shipped in from some tech entrepreneur and arrived in a box this big. Tried that, still yeah. anxious. So then I was like, fuck it, I'll get it from Boots quite good all right it was all right really yeah, yeah my my friend yeah. came to stay who I went to school with who I adore I love him and like you know he came to stay he lives in America now and he came over for one night here and um we're like we've both given up smoking and like we were just drinking loads of wine and I was like he, we were like I so want a cigarette from like you know we used to smoke together as kids so I went, scoured the entire house for cigarettes. Obviously, there were none. And then I was like, I've got some CBD oil. So I was like, it's the best I could do. I'm sorry. We're in the middle and, of that And,
3: and was, was there any effects, do you think? No, it was just like... Just a horrible taste in your mouth. It yawning, just tastes gross, doesn't
2: yawning, it? and I was like, I think our best days are behind us, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> this used to be I a lot was- more wild. Well, one day, one day we came on to do something together like this,
4: and he was a bit dopey. And I said, like, "What's wrong?" Right? He goes, "Well, I have, I've, I've, I've have you ever tried CPD oil?" And I said, "Oh yeah, I use it for uh, lubricant for sex." And he, was, and he was like, "No, oh, not that kind." <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, you can get in, in everything. Oh, it's now, everywhere. aren't you? Everywhere. Because, I've yeah. got, look, I've
4: got Tempoil. It's, a, it's a miracle. You can get Tempoil for the dog. right here. This is for, I think this yeah. was for my dog. Oh yeah, you would one of do This is Actually, it's so funny. I, I didn't, I can't, don't have my glasses on, but. This is hemp oil. I think I was using it, as, you know, put it in my shake in the morning. But then um, mm. I also just put it on my, um, when my skin was dry, I just put a little bit of hemp oil on. You can use it for everything. I was just wanting to go back to something you said earlier about when you felt you be, being in control of your life. And I'm just really intrigued about when that was and what were the ways you felt out of control?
3: Yeah. Oh well, Big question. I think... It's a big question, and it throws up a lot (laughs) of discussion. I think, obviously, my time with the Spice Girls, our lives weren't our own at that time. We were on this incredible ride, and it was so exciting. And sometimes, you know, because people often want to speak to me about, you know, the difficulties that I've had and overcome, and I think sometimes all the good stuff gets forgotten, you know, or left behind. And it was amazing. It It was like a fairy tale it was what you grow up dreaming about you know and then some so it was it was amazing but yeah there was that real thing of like yeah you had zero control I mean we weren't even we didn't even have a normal life you know like we were in this bubble yeah and when it kind of, you know, slowed down and we, we kind of went back to normalish life, it was like, I call it like reintegrating into society because I hadn't been on public transport for years, yeah. you know. I hadn't even been anywhere without someone a few steps behind me, you know. It was very, very odd. So I think that threw up a lot of issues like controlling other things, whether it was food, exercise. Right. Um, You know, and I kind of, I I got myself into, you know, quite a difficult place with with that lack of control and maybe trying to make up for it elsewhere. And I think when things like that happen to you, it takes you a long time to redress the balance Mm. and get back to something that feels safe, you know, because you're so used to controlling something that when you all, I was so exhausted with Having an eating disorder and exercising obsessively, I couldn't do it anymore. I mean, thank goodness my body took over my mind and I did have to seek help. And, you know, that was my road to recovery. But I was just so, so exhausted for many years after that in controlling everything I did. Right. And I think I think depression can do that as well. You know, I'm so concerned with doing something that's going to make me depressed again or make me anxious again or... Yeah you know that it's yeah it's it's hard you just that heart back to like being a child when you didn't think about those things but right. then
2: you know but- the thing I think that is also interesting is that you were a child at that point you know when you were going through all that stuff like you were so young and do you think now being a little bit older that you try and look back on yourself with a bit more compassion about how you got yourself into that situation? Like, what would you say to that person now, I was thinking earlier?
3: Definitely. You know, I, I've i spent many, many years being regretful because of, you know, the illnesses that I, I ended up becoming a victim of. And just thinking about all the time that I wasted and and the shame, you know, I, I felt very embarrassed about it for a long, long time. And it's really weird actually. I mean, this whole phase, like the new album and this whole new chapter, I feel that I'm having. There's been these little moments, you know, being back on the sta- on stage with the girls last year was one. And then I the first single from the album is a song called Who I Am. Mm. And it's really, um, it's a great introduction to the album because it's about the way I feel, this whole new self-acceptance, being comfortable in my own skin. And we shot a video and the the director, Sylvie Weber, she's a great young female German director. And she had this concept of it being a museum, a museum of Melanie C. Great. And there was me in different periods of my career. So I had to like, don a short wig Amazing. and I had the sporty pony and, wow. and all these things and it, was traumatic as hell. Oh, I really? hated it. I yeah, I had to face, I was, I was hysterical. Like mm. when that wig went on, I was literally half crying, half laughing. Oh. It was very uncomfortable. Oh. But what was so amazing about it was, I made peace with it. Really, I went there, I, I'm gonna get emotional. I went there, I faced myself at that moment in my life and I made peace with it. So I'm so grateful to, to Sylvie. That oh, What an amazing, amazing concept for a video, mm, yeah. Wow,
4: that's that great.
3: Yeah, it kind of, it just, something just shifted. And I was like, wow, you know what? I don't regret any of that. Mm. I'm grateful that, you know, I'm here to tell a tale. Yes. You know, I experienced it. I, I overcome it. I beat it. And, you know, mm. and I, think I'm it's, I think that's, that's so amazing.
4: fascinating. It's be- that's so beautiful as well. that, that The thing that was, you're able to make peace with it was your own work many mm-hmm. years later. Yeah. You know, that's, that's yeah. really good. Because in a way, I th- actually, I mean, kind of meant the control about on in, in a work way. And of course, what I didn't quite grasp, and I, I knew, but I hadn't quite, as being a bit of a dope, is that you're both, I mean, perhaps in a way, you, you lost control in other areas of your life, perhaps because you weren't in control of your working life and your day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. those two things are so combined because I I yeah. even even if it was it was a joke in the Spice movie that you know Richard's character playing your manager saying well you don't have a life you know you're this is what you're doing and you know and you kind of parodied that in the actual scenes in the film mm-hmm. but that must have been so crazy and it was that when you you know when you fired your manager and, and everything was that you trying to kind of say no we we can control it we can do it we want to take back that control ourselves
3: yeah I I think there was a I think each of us had slightly different reasons, but I think, you know, personally for me, the whole, you know, we talked about we were on biscuits and chocolate and cola yeah. and, you know, clothes and wallpaper and we were everywhere and it felt like overkill. And personally for me, being the serious one, um, all of the emphasis was being taken away from the music. Right. You know, and that's what I wanted to do. And I And I, there was a little bit of backlash as well. You know, people were starting to get, a bit irritated with the Spice Girls being everywhere. It was almost like we'd sold out in a way, and it was a very different time. Do you remember when, you know, if a, an artist would never have a song on an advert because that was selling out? Right now, you would kill to have a oh song on an advert. Yes, it's it's changed so. Oh, so I much. remember because you did and that I Pepsi
4: Generation, Next Generation. That was yeah. that was a, that was
2: a huge thing, wasn't your Pepsi? But there was campaign. That, yeah, you're talking massive. about Alan that day. When you guys sacked your manager and it was, in, in at the height, right? Because you've left your management twice, yeah. right? But the second Good. time,
3: uh, we're, we're always leaving. We, we actually <laughs> said, "There's only a Grant. We haven't sacked." <laughs>
2: <laughs> but That's I always want to know, like, what happens on the day? Like, so day after you sacked the management, who answered the phone calls for you lot?
3: Oh my gosh, this whole scenario. I mean, we laugh about it. When we get together, this always comes up. So we were at the MTV um, European Music Awards in Rotterdam and it was 1997. We were performing Spice Up Your Life, all these things I remember. And we had made the decision that we were going to leave Simon Fuller. And, you know, Simon had... He was kind of like the sixth member, you know, he was there through everything, but we'd had enough, you know, we'd we'd sold out enough, we wanted to get back to, you know, us. And I think at the time there was, it was quite fractious between us and we weren't really, our relationships were being affected and we just felt like, right, we need to take exactly, take control of this situation. We need to get back to basics and we decided to leave him but he did like hold the cards with everything and we had a PA and of course it was before like anyone had a laptop or a Blackberry (laughs) or anything and she had a Filofax and Jerry had in true Jerry style she had this I call it a carpet bag it wasn't a carpet bag it was like a um, it was some like second hand like stitched up like old granny bag like only Jerry would have and she stole the PA file a facts because everybody's numbers were in it and then we had to go and rehearse for the MTV Awards and we did and it was a massive production we had our live band with us we were doing Spice at Your Life and she did the whole rehearsal there was a big like catwalk and everything she did the whole thing with this bag on her <laughs> shoulders because <laughs> it held the cards to everything but she was too scared to leave and, it in the dressing room um, oh too scared yeah I mean but God. these, that must these mean, like, are the did it best spice like, memories that
4: like you had to book your own cars, like did the, the, the fly the band back. I
2: mean, just like all of a sudden, that—that's all I j- can think about is taxis. Like, who the <laughs> fuck <wants a> taxi?
3: <laughs> but I love it when you know when Jerry used to often like say, "Oh, we manage ourselves," you know, and it's like, can you imagine? <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, she, she'll shoot me for saying that because she—I think she's she's pretty much managing us right now. But <laughs> <Is she? laughs> you just, did you do, you but- fired you fired him again? I didn't know that. When did you fire him again? No, so we, um, oh gosh. It's, you know what? We're unmanageable. Mm. That is the problem. <laughs> so we we did the tour last year yeah. and we, we worked with Modest Management and it was a collaboration between Simon and Modest. And we felt Modest were a, a good management company to work with because they'd done some big tours more recently with Little Mix and One Direction. Yeah. Um, so they were really good guys for the job. But um, yes, their purpose was served and they have been.
4: <laughs> oh, so they've been fired. I see.
2: So I mean, any manager you meet literally just sits down at the table like, okay hi (laughs) this will be a short one no i mean that
3: that's maybe a little bit unfair no we we only ever um intended to do the shows last year with modest but um yeah it it does make us chuckle that no one ever sticks around (laughs) right you're done next
2: (laughs) well there's only a few good ones so you're gonna run out soon
3: it, you know, it's really hard. I mean, I, I find it difficult as a solo artist, yeah. you know, I left my management of 18 years um, around 2016 when I released my last album. And yeah, it's hard to find. So you're doing it yourself
2: me. now? Jerry's doing it.
3: Jerry's doing it. Yeah. No, I actually, <laughs> I, I've, I've created like a team for this new album and my partner manages me um like, which like is, is good and bad in equal measures ah.
4: yes because you're yes. always together and you can talk about things in yes. bed
3: yes uh-huh. and it's and it's never it's it's 24 7 but you know it's wonderful and it, well, wonderful things are happening but you know alongside that we do have a great team of people yeah.
4: i wanted to also say i'm really like because in, in terms of performing like you, you just started to do a spot of acting as well. Yes, I always. We had Debbie Harry on um, a couple of weeks ago. And ages ago, I remember chatting to her one time and she'd just done a play in New York. And I remember her saying, you know, Alan, I think I might have been in the wrong career all these years. I might have, you know. And uh, of course, when I said said that to her in the interview, she goes, oh, I think I was probably overreacting, Alan.
1: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices
4: But um, <laughs> but uh, but I think it's really interesting when someone has done has you know uh, uh, done performance in a certain way and then they kind of you know still performing but it's got a different structure to it. It can be incredibly liberating. Mm. How did you mm. how how was it for you?
3: I had. An amazing experience, actually. The, the first theatre I did was Blood Brothers. I um, played Mrs. Johnston in the West End mm-hmm. for six months. And it was the first job back after having my little girl. It was so weird because I was talking to some friends and I, I was talking about about Blood Brothers and about how Mrs. Johnston's such a wonderful role, it loved Willie Russell. And, and then I got a call about a week later from a friend of mine saying, oh, I know they're looking for a new Mrs. J. Do you want me to put your name like in the hat? And I was like... That's too weird to say no, yes, right? Yes, so mm. I, I went along. I went along to, to Bill Kenwright's offices, and I and I read for him, and I sang for him, and it was my first audition since auditioning for the band. Shut Whoa. Up. Whoa. <laughs> so it was. But you nailed it. You've got a good record. You've got a good record of nailing auditions. Two out of two. Yeah. (laughs) did did well there, didn't I? Coming from a pop background, to be embraced by the theatre community like that was amazing. And all these years, I've been trying to be taken more seriously. Mm. And then when I stopped trying, it happened. You know, I just did this thing. And then I was nominated for an (laughs) Olivier. I just couldn't believe it. And it was for Best Actress. Which I always thought, the acting bit, I, I feel like I'm in a school play. I feel like a cheat.
4: <laughs> Earlier, uh, we, we were listening to some of your music and I was doing, on the, and Chris, I'm on FaceTime, and I was doing uh, pop video acting, Spice uh-huh. Girl acting, kind of, you know, eyes <laughs> down. It, honestly, it was incredible. <laughs> and I, and so, and the thing is, that's, I've learned that from you guys. I learned that sort of, you know, from watching you yeah. girls and being close up to you. And in a way, that's, that's, it's it's a very distilled kind of acting, because you've got uh-huh. to really create. I always think it's like I mean it's all the same. It's all the same thing, but a way you've mm. been acting. Spice Girls is a big acting job. You 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 were characters all the way through it.
3: Don't you think life is a big acting job?
4: Oh God, yes. <laughs> oh, look at that. That's a t shirt. Totally. That's a t shirt. <laughs> so if you don't want to do more, um, like musical theatre.
3: Um, It's so hard, isn't it? Bloody hard work. The eight shows
4: a week thing, yeah.
3: Yeah, it's killer, it day, and no. I loved it. And I, I kind of felt like you know, because I think a lot of people in certain areas of entertainment they can go into the theatre and they they do they don't do eight shows, and but I felt like I wanted to, um, stripes, right? You know what I mean? I wanted to do it properly. Um, and then you and did. did the, uh, you did
4: the album of, of um, show songs.
3: I did so you've stages. Got, so that was so fun. Yes. Yeah. We had a little It's listen. great. Because, I, I, you know, I grew up listening to and going to lots of musical theatre productions. So there were so many little favourites and to have the opportunity to just handpick, you know, all the ones I wanted to do. But I, I did Jesus Christ Superstar as well. Yes. And for me, that was well, that strange. was an arena tour. So it was kind of it was like the best of both worlds right. for me because it was a more it, the touring schedule was something I was more comfortable with and used to. Mm. And then it was, you know, I mean, the score of that is just just—it's so exciting every night. You know, when the overture starts, it's like, oh, never gets old. So, um, yeah, so that was a wonderful experience. But maybe in the future, I think, you know, I've kind of toyed with the idea of doing straight acting. But I think I've spent a lot of my adult life being a bit too self-conscious to act. Oh, Do you know what I
4: mean? No. Yeah. No, I don't. What do you mean?
3: Do you know? I think when it comes to acting, you 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 know you just have to put yourself out there, don't you? In in so many ways, you 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 can't. But then you, I don't know. I feel like in music you you're a little bit more protected. I
4: do. Well, I'm I'm surprised to hear you say that because you said earlier, and I feel that about you in your music. You're very emotional and soulful, and sort of mm. you really put yourself out there in a way that's you you you're very. You seem to me very vulnerable, being prepared to be very vulnerable, and mm. I think that's what acting's all about
2: so I think we should be going for the so Bastard Melanie I think we yeah I yeah. think
4: we should uh, be signing you up for the uh, coming Sweeney <gasps> yes. agency for uh, yes
2: coming Sweeney I, the young, percentages are a little pop high pop star that's turned <laughs> Alan, Alan have you not been listening she'll sack us within six months
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to uh, ask Jerry for her yes. advice <laughs> like no crisps
4: no packets of crisps okay yeah. Yeah, we're, no, still no, board
2: we're, games. Now we're management. We're doing all the all the deals. We're signing oh, you up for everything. To get thing. that Halifax
4: out of Jerry's. Uh, <laughs> <bag. laughs>
3: I wonder if she's still I, got. I it. asked somebody. I mentioned a file of facts the other day, and someone was like, "No, don't know what you're talking oh, about." Really? I'm like,
4: I
2: know. they were so
3: huge, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. I found
2: my file of facts. Actually, I found a Halifax. I wonder if I can. My see dad it. always used to take oh, his Halifax so on good. holiday to rewrite his contacts like i used to love doing that it's very sweet it. and he never got birthdays in oh, i can't find
4: it yeah but it's I got it was like yeah. it had a map that you pulled out and, oh, it, was yeah. had, wow. and it was so old i found it was a zippy bit and it had photos in it of <gasps> former lovers oh like it was, it was so there's two of them well that's like how you one, remember it once <laughs> so <I> have to, <laughs> oh have to file them there's so many <laughs>
3: within a year
4: i think that's okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i really like i would actually i always say every Christmas when it gets to christmas or you know, the end of the year i always say i'm gonna not i'm gonna have a file fax. i'm gonna go or have a you know a written yeah. down diary because actually yeah. what's so great i'm writing a book another memoir, and i've got this is like my 1996 diary that oh this, wow yeah i've got all my diaries because there's this um boston university does this has my archive it's so like I should be dead, but I'm not, but they do it for living people now. <laughs> and you give them all your shit and then they send them back to you the things you want for uh, So it's been so fascinating because it was written wow. down kind of diaries. I would write in more details. Like now on my computer, mm. I don't write, you know, you know, like yeah. had had lunch with blah, blah. They were feeling a bit shitty because of blah, blah. You just have lunch. You just it says mm. lunch. Yeah. And so yeah. you miss out on all the nuance. Uh, so every year I yeah. always say I'm going to stop having, All right, I still will have it with my office and everything, but I think I might go back to having... It's just a, what if you
2: lose your fucking final facts? No wonder Jerry had it clinging to her in that dance routine. <laughs> Do you know, I went to see I went to see a friend who's like an older gay man and he has a filofax. I'm but- right here. I can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> he's gone deaf now, so he won't hear. Um, but he had, he had all these lines crossed through people who died in his oh. filofax. And it was so sad. And, like, and then we were in his kitchen the next day and he was writing something at the table and he went, oh, for fuck's sake. And I was like, oh, what's up? And he's like, another fucking person's dead and I've got to write another fucking letter. <laughs>
3: You know, when obviously we, we are all of an age, it can happen at any age, Beautiful. but you do sadly lose people mm, in your life. Mm. I can't delete them from my phone.
4: Mm. I know. It's hard. It's isn't weird, it? isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Do you know what? I had a thing recently where we'd moved on to a different thing in my office, all this stuff. And um, uh, and what happened was all the, every single address of every single person i'd ever put into any computer since i had started having a address thing came back so it was just oh like oh goodness. christ all these thousands of people <laughs> but it, and it was also like you know tra- people with like one name and a number I think oh you know what that was about yeah, um, and, uh, <laughs> or like or, or or be a name the number and then in the notes the name of a bar oh i love in. that just saying but john it, also, shadow lounge yeah, there we go. Um, and what? Oh, it was, it was a very. Dis- no, I'm not going to say that. Was a, was a, one of the notes was quite specific about a certain piece of a young gentleman's anatomy. Because um, <laughs> you've got Dick. to discern, you know. Uh, when well, in a rush. But,
2: but, but, <laughs> Do but, I answer? Um, it says Tom Big Dick. Yes. <laughs>
4: yes, you answer. <laughs> um, no, but it said, but it was I actually loved the fact that it was I thought oh I'm so glad that I came back because all those people you're right dead people, people who. Or people who've left your life and you kind mm. of, like, oh, I don't yeah. see. And then you think, Oh, gosh, I would quite like to see them again. And one of the great yeah. things about COVID is uh, that I've started writing posts and also to support the post office in, in America. I've, I've started writing postcards to people. Oh, that's And, uh, and, oh, and, I and we go down that. to our little mailbox at the bottom of the hill and little, you put up the little red flag, your, your little metal thing, you push it up like that. Yeah. And they come mm. and take your postcards away. And I think it's really lovely. Great. It's like that sort of... Um, anagram not anagram what the analog way of um contacting people mm-hmm. again
2: is actually really nice but one thing i wanted to say was um that when you're just talking then melanie is like i think it's interesting and something you were saying earlier like tying the two together is like when you get a bit older like none of us are old but like a little bit older you start to go you know like what i've been through with people means so much that even if we haven't gotten on all the time like we had that and that's that you know and I feel like what you're saying about the Spice Girls you felt like that as well it's like no matter what like this binds us and that means something so let's let's just Mm. rub along together because what
4: you're I think that's yeah like because that's when I you know being a witness to you during that time and then actually remember when you came to New York and I was in cabaret and you were, and it was like the yeah. tour and Jerry had left. And I remember there was this empty dressing room, like empty Ooh. quick change room backstage. It was really oh. just this with nobody in it because Jerry wasn't there. Yeah, And you were all so, so traumatized in a way by at that point. And I saw, I, anyway, I, I, I sort of saw you over a period of time and Jerry was, you know, obviously crazed as well with having left and everything. She's I saw being her, a UN she, ambassador. That's right, she was. I remember it so well. Uh, but but you that there's no one else can you know that's the great thing about getting older and realizing that that memory is a collective thing. You only really can remember things properly when you're with the people you did it with. Ah, and that's, what right. I think, that's why I think it's so great that you girls have stuck together and you're still working together and stuff like that because you you went through the most, none of us can really imagine how fucking insane that must have been to, mm. to be worldwide, the most famous people in the entire world and you're plucked out of nowhere and you become these commodities and you all manage to find your way and I think the great thing is that you've got that friendship and you've got, you know, and what, really what it was, it was the essence of what you were talking about whilst you were doing it as well, that kind of connection and girl power and solidarity, so... Bravo. Yeah.
3: You know, you, we all are like, you know, something else that might be good about COVID is it has made you reevaluate things, mm. hasn't it? We're like headless chickens all the time, yeah. rushing around, work, kids, home, family, all of these things. And we actually got together, all five of us, during like when the lockdown eased a little here in the UK. Okay. And we all went over to Jerry's place in the country and we just sat down, had a cup of tea. We said, right, no work. We're not allowed to talk about work. We're not allowed to talk about business. We're just going to chill. No photos, no social media. And it was because of this experience, we wanted to connect. You know, we wanted to check in with each other and just to reminisce, because like you say, it's so important. Yeah all those memories individually, I've forgotten so much. Yes. Well, you get back together wow. and you piece all these things back together. And it's and it's so, it's like, it's like food for the soul, mm-hmm. you know, when we're in each other's company. So absolutely all these years have passed. We have so much more respect for each other than we ever did before. And we've still got all the annoying little habits that, you know, drive us nuts about each other, but we kind of even love the nutty bits now, you know, rather than getting frustrated with them. So, um, yeah, time is a wonderful thing. And I think doing the shows last year made us so grateful for everything we were able to achieve. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very proud to be a Spice Girl.
2: It's a marriage, yeah. really, listening to you. I'm like, that yeah. sounds like a marriage to me, isn't it?
3: Yeah, you've got to work at it. you got <laughs> to right. work at it. Yeah. it and now the sex up. is gone, which is a relief. <laughs> <laughs>
4: slam your body down and wind it all around <laughs> hey hey hey
2: so listeners just so you know while we've been listening to that interview Alan has done a full rendition of all four was it four Spice Girls albums from beginning to end with the I'm dance moves so, I'm not so
4: good in the third one after Jerry left I kind of lost interest a bit when they yeah. went a bit odd and I mean I can now wanna he,
2: make you holla he, he put holla, his holla, back out while doing holla, holla. the uh, dance to holla and <laughs> roundabout album but
4: I liked holla I liked
2: that song I like R and though.
4: Yes, yes, I liked it, but then I thought there was t- uh, too many of them were the same on the album. But I also liked "Goodbye, My Friend." Something, a something, and the pain yeah. turns into fear. Great it's song. not the end. And it was also, of course, everyone thought it was about Jerry, even though they had recorded it before Jerry left.
2: Really? Oh, I didn't that. know that. Insider
4: info. Insider info. Insider. Wow. Info, yeah, yeah.
2: They must have been looking around at each other in the studio, going, "Which one is this? Is this about?" <laughs> I know. <laughs> we want to know what you thought of that interview everybody so please write to us hello at homo sapienspodcast.com
4: or you can slide into our dms mm. at uh homo sapiens on instagram or homo sapiens podcast on facebook and yeah let us know what you thought it was so uh, enchanting and i i'm sure brought up a lot of uh memories for people sure.
2: oh tell us your spice girls memories that's a great idea
4: Thank you for listening. Thank you, listeners. uh, Stay in touch. Let us know what you thought and we'll uh, talk to you soon. Lots of love. Take care, brush your hair.
2: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.